Glory to my Guru, Shri Krishna Guruji. In the previous episode, we completed Chapter 4. In that, we learned that we pass through many births, but the Lord Shri Krishna is birthless and immortal. The Lord embodies himself whenever righteousness is on decline. The Lord taught about the selfless action of the karma yogi and an understanding of sacrifice of material things was given as well as the greater sacrifice of knowledge. So we begin today in this new chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 5, the yoga of action and knowledge. This is chapter 5, verse 1 through 3. Arjuna said, Krishna, you extol Sankhya Yoga, the yoga of knowledge, and then the yoga of action. Pray, tell me which of the two is decidedly conducive to my good. Chari Bhagavan said, The yoga of knowledge and the yoga of action both lead to supreme bliss. Of the two, however, the yoga of action being easier of practice, is superior to the yoga of knowledge. The karma yogi, who neither hates nor desires, should ever be considered as an ever-renunciate. For Arjuna, he who is free from the pairs of opposites, is easily liberated from bondage. This ends verse 3. Here again, Arjuna asks the Lord to sort all of this out for him. It's just like this when the guru teaches. He'll say one thing and then next say something else. So we, like Arjuna, become confused. And we are further like Arjuna in that we can only understand a small portion of what the guru teaches. Even though the Lord has given a chapter and more on both the Sankhya Yoga and Karma Yoga, the student is still not clear in his understanding. And then the teacher sorts it out further for the student. Lord Krishna clearly and unequivocally states that the yoga of action is easier to practice and therefore superior to the yoga of knowledge. Remember, knowledge of the self, of what is real and what is unreal, is a very dry thing. It's very difficult to understand and beyond most of our ability to understand. But the yoga of action is easier because we don't have to exert our brain to know what is action. We, that is this body, performs action in every moment. Action is unavoidable. The more suitable practice then is of karma yoga. The karma yogi renounces the fruit of action and the doership of action. He, she, or they neither like what they do or hate what they do. The action is just happening. Whether there is a culmination of effort resulting in some success, or whether the efforts of action are fruitless, their duty is to perform the actions which come to them naturally. We'll continue now with verses 4 through 7. It is the ignorance, not the wise, who say that Sankhya Yoga and Karma Yoga lead to divergent results. For one who is firmly established in either gets the fruit of both, which is the same God-realization. The supreme state which is reached by the Sankhya Yogi is attained also by the Karma Yogi. Therefore, he alone who sees Sankhya Yoga 
and karma yoga as identical so far as their result goes, sees truly. Without karma yoga, however, Sankhya yoga, the renunciation of doership in relation to all activities of mind, sense, and body, is difficult to accomplish, whereas the karma yogi, who keeps his mind fixed on God, reaches Brahman in no time, Arjuna. The karma yogi who has conquered his mind and mastered his senses, whose heart is pure and who has identified himself with the self of all beings, remains untainted even though performing action. This ends verse 7. Here the Lord tells us that the two paths, that is the practice of Sankhya Yoga or Kama Yoga, will both arrive at the same supreme blissful state of God-realization. This means that the highly educated monk or the uneducated laborer can each reach the one supreme state. Lord Krishna tells us that it is ignorant for us to say otherwise, and if we can see the truth in this, then we can see wisely. It's more difficult to steady our mind and body and senses without karma yoga, because action of the body is always taking place. If, when we do action in the world, we're able to keep ourselves focused on God, then the Lord assures us that we will reach Brahma. But don't be fooled here. Karma yoga is not some kind of cakewalk. It's not easy. To remain untainted by karma, one has to first conquer his mind and always keep the reins held tightly. The karma yogi's heart, it must be pure, which means that there can be no ill will towards anyone or anything. And the karma yogi must know the self. That means the aspirant has to be on the path towards self-realization. So we'll finish here today. Just as a small reminder, what you hear on the One Grace podcast, sharing the Bhagavad Gita, are the teachings given to this devotee and disciple by Sri Krishna Guruji. So we've completed through verse 7. Next episode, we'll continue chapter 5 and verse 8. Thank you for listening. God bless and lots of love. Thank you.